We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This is Tyrese Halliburton, and you're listening to Setting the Pace. everybody we are back for a special saturday episode here because we have a showdown for you guys in our second segment we have our fan of the week pacers trivia championship fachi i'm excited about this oh man this is an old-fashioned showdown i mean this is the best of the best and if anybody's listening uh to this right now that has not participated you're gonna want to submit your name because we will be doing more of these later in the year so i think this was a lot of fun but if you really do think you are number one then you got in order to be the best you gotta beat the best exactly fashi and we have a winner we have a champion for the month of november and that winner is going to be um uh, representing himself later at the end of the season in a championship battle round that we'll have later but uh before we get into that Obviously, the Pacers coming off a tough loss to the Miami Heat, losing by 10 points, a game they really weren't in control of for the first half and just kind of let go in the second half. And so I thought before we bring on our Fan of the Week segment, let's do a quick preview of this game. Obviously, these miniseries allow for the Pacers and allow for any team in the NBA to get a second crack at a team that just defeated them. Um, first thing you're wanting to see different from this Pacers team going up against the Heat. I mean, instead of saying a hot start, I, I want a, a hot finish because I felt like the Pacers did pounce on Miami early on. They were aggressive, but I felt like as the game went on, I don't know if maybe they were tired because they did go with a you know condensed rotation. It was pretty much eight players that that played, but it really showed. Miami threw out a lot of a lot of guys, a lot more players got into this game. So I think I'm looking for uh, life in the second half. Yeah, I think one of the key things for me, too, is how does Miami defend Tyrese Halliburton to start this game out with? If they're going to go out there and do what they did in the second half, which kind of didn't eliminate him, but it did make things more challenging for him, 
can guys like Buddy Hill, Miles Turner, and, and other guys step up to the, the challenge and knock threes down? Because the Pacers have to become a better three-point shooting team, and that's what they really want to do, and that's what the, how they want to beat their opponent is by hitting a lot of shots from the outside. 11 three-pointers made um, against the Heat in the last game. The, the Miami Heat will do a good job of running them off the three-point line potentially, but I just think that if the Pacers are going to get more attention drawn to Tyrese, other guys have to step up, and I'm hoping that Buddy Heald can kind of figure things out because I, I've heard Tyrese say it when, when asked about Buddy shooting. He's like the law of averages. You know, water finds its level. Whatever, you know, different saying you want to throw out there to kind of explain how everything balances out eventually. I mean, it's time for Buddy Hill to get a good game after having two bad games. And then he's he's just been up and down this year for sure. But I think if he can get hot, it's going to make it a lot easier for Tyrese to get more open looks. I completely agree. I mean, we've seen Miami play really good defense on Tyrese at times. And we've also seen Tyrese just absolutely torch the heat. I know we always remember that one point game that Miami held Tyrese to last year. And then Tyrese responded with 43 his original career high, and then 44, his new career high. Uh, so I think that you're going to imagine that, you know, obviously they did play better defense on Tyrese in the second half compared to what he put up in the first half. No doubt about it. But I think that, you know, he is going to need guys. He's going to need shooters. And I felt like Buddy Heel first has to be someone that steps up. You would like to see more out of Bruce Brown. You'd like to see more out of Miles Turner, who went scoreless in the fourth quarter uh, and really didn't have that much going in the, in the second half. So I, I think that he got 25 out of Obi Toppin. I don't think you could rely on it again in the last game. So I think guys like Buddy, Matherin, Bruce Brown, can they be knocking down shots? That's something that I, I'm really – I have my eyes on. Alex, is the bench unit going to show up? And do you think there's someone like maybe, for instance, Aaron Neesmith, the guy – who fouled out, battled foul trouble. I mean, if we can get a big game out of Neesmith off the bench, he he's always felt like the X factor for this Pacers team. Yeah, it feels like he's due for a breakout game. He really hasn't he had one, I don't feel like, in a, in a couple of weeks. Early in the like. season, kind of. You know, I think it was like maybe the first or second night, like 17 or something like that. He had a 20. great game against the Jazz. He was a leading scorer, 24 points. That, that's what it was. That, that was the game. He really yeah. broke out. And he, and he really hasn't done that since. So, um. I, I, I think it's it's time for him to have a big game, but I'm kind of curious. Maybe they make a change to the starting lineup. I don't know if they will. They started out pretty well, but maybe they do. I don't I, I don't I don't expect it at this point because of how well they played, but they got to find a better rotation in terms of how to balance out that bench scoring and maybe get them some more looks. I thought Ben Matherin, like we talked about uh yesterday, shot pretty well, five of seven, 12 points. Like he had some good drives to the basket. Neesmith, I think he was four or five, so it wasn't like he had a bad shooting performance. It's just they need to get more production from those guys and, and not rely so much on Tyrese to carry the load for the 48 minutes. So I'm with you on that. I just, you want to say something? I do want to say something, you know, I, I've been, I've been keeping that shovel on me for far too long. And while you were, you know, making some great points, I was doing some digging. Oh God. Now <laughs> the Pacers are five and oh, when Aaron Neesmith has scored in double digits this year, Talk to me. five and oh, I, I feel that he has been that X factor. We talked about the Jazz game, 24 points, but about 26 points against Cleveland in that second game. I just feel that when, when he scored in double figures, I mean, 15 against San Antonio, 13 against Cleveland in, in the, the play in, I, I felt like he's had 17 against Atlanta. He's when he's been that guy that. That may be that third, second, third. You don't need to be a second option, but 
a consistent third or fourth option for the Pacers, they have been a better team. And it shows 5-0 and when he scores in double figures. That's a great stat, Fachi. Um, we need more Aaron Eastmith. I mean, he's we been do. really good when he's been – maybe it's just like him coming back from the injury. Maybe he's a little bit out of sync a little bit. I don't know. I don't know what the right feel is. You know, obviously no Jalen Smith in this game. Will Isaiah Jackson be a little bit more healthy? You need him to be. Coming off, you know, because I think he has the athleticism to match us. Now, good point, I think, brought up by Quinn Buckner at the end of the game is, will Jimmy Butler play in this game on Saturday? And I think that would be obviously a break for the Pacers. You don't really want that to be the case because I, I've i seen the Miami Heat win games without Jimmy Butler yeah. on any given night. And I think that, you know, without aside from Jimmy Butler, you know, if Bam plays, you know, obviously he didn't return in this game either. How do you contain Jaime Heikes? I know that sounds stupid. It, it sounds wild, but but he was so good. And, like, he's a good player. And everybody, like, hyped up this draft pick like it was, like, oh, he culture. This is a great pick. And you're kind of seeing why. It's just, like, he does the right things at all times and made some really nice plays on both ends of the basketball. So, the Pacers worked him out. I know they had some interest in him. I don't think they wanted to pick him at number seven or eight, but no, no. he's a good player going as high as it did to the heat, you know, is the right fit for him. But guys like that, that, that fit into a system, you got to make sure they don't break your back when you're trying to contain a Jimmy Butler 20 night or 20 free throws kind of game. So they, they got to contain, I think, Hawkes and probably Josh Richardson too off the bench. Yeah, I'm I'm just going to hope, law of averages, since we brought it up before, that Josh Richardson doesn't go off for 19 again. But for Jaime Hawkins... He's Hawkes, back with the heat culture, baby. I, I told know. you, watch I, out for it, Josh Richardson. You brought that up a couple months ago, and I remember being like, Josh Richardson? Like, I'm oh, come you, on. Man. It was just like this man that had faded away into irrelevance. But he's back with the heat, so apparently he's good again. Everybody but does for that. Jaime Hawkins, it's just this was someone who I felt like was just moving up and up, you know, draft draft boards to just be like all of a sudden it's like he went from like what looked like late first round all of a sudden, you know, the heat take him at pick 18, you know, someone who he, he's 22 years old. So an older player in, in the draft where a lot of young guys were going he scored a career high against the Pacers, 24 points. I, I felt that he was getting the line. He was efficient. I mean, yeah, he he's someone that the Pacers now need to absolutely be, you know, um, aware of because yeah. I, I felt like it, it, he really snuck up on the, on the Pacers tonight. I uh, well, the other night and it really showed. So I, if it's Jimmy Butler's out there, if he's not, I think you still need to come out with the sort of intensity that we saw the Pacers come out when they played Philly in those, you know, two games in a row. Yeah. First game didn't go the way the Pacers wanted to that second game. They really came out assertive. Every game can't be a play-in game, but you got to treat these games like this is the reigning Eastern Conference champions, the Miami Heat. This is like the, you know, the the, the level, whatever you want to call it, like the pedigree of like if you want to be a good team, you got to beat the team that has come out of the East, you know, two of the last three years. Yeah, they're a tough team. And don't matter who they're they put on the floor, they always get the best out of their players, and that's just a credit to Eric Spolstra. But I, I will say this. I think of the Pacers, one of the things for them is can they play a complete 48 minutes? Because We've done it know, we really haven't seen that happen. Like they, they did a pretty good job against Milwaukee at home. You know, Giannis dropped 54 on them, and they kind of let things get away in the second and third quarters, but they were able to really close did. it out in the fourth. So, you know, the, the fourth quarter play has to be better. We've seen them have good fourth quarters like 
we talked about it on on Thursday night after the game, like the scoring that we had in the fourth quarter was fine. It was just the defense giving up 45 freaking points. Yeah, that's yeah. unacceptable. So, you know, it, it's one of those things where I just feel like if this team can play consistent defense and and just play an all-around game for 48 minutes, they're going to win against the Miami Heat. I think they can beat the Miami Heat, but they have to bring their A game. They, they cannot – there's no room for error. And – that's what happens when you play these upper echelon teams in the Eastern Conference. There's no room for error. If they play like they did tonight against Boston on national TV, they're not going to get another nationally televised game. Bottom line, I don't care if Tyrese does score a career high. When you give up that many points and have zero resistance on the defensive side of things, who wants to watch that? I hate the fact that I'm now selling myself on, all right, got to hold them below 120. Because it's just like things have changed so much over the last few years. Giving up 120 points in regulation used to be like, oh, my God, they got a problem. That would be a 25-point difference from what we just saw against Miami. So it feels like if the Pacers can hold them below, you know, 130, 120, whatever it may be, then they stand a chance. But when you're when you're giving up 142 points, you're, you're not going to beat anybody. And it's crazy – that the Pacers were able to beat Atlanta, giving up over 150. It's beyond not sustainable. To one of our mailbag questions, I'm still not ready to just accept it and throw in the towel and say, yeah, it is what it is, because it's just like you're scoring 132 points and you're losing. That You should never think that that's even a possibility in regulation. Absolutely, Flatchy. So I, I think the keys to the game are just, you know, figure out how to contain Jimmy Butler from getting to the Without fouling. That's what I'm saying. Without getting to the free throw line, mm-hmm. you know, if he plays, if Bam plays, you know, I thought they did a pretty good job on Bam. Three of nine before he exited the game may have been dealing with an injury, and that might have been a little bit of the reason why he didn't play as strong, but still got to do a better job of that. And then just limiting the role players. Like, I know it sounds easier said than done, but it's just like, can you at least match what they bring? You know, Tyrese is probably not going to drop 44 points in the next game. I would assume that Miami does a much better job of trying to take him out of that you know they this is a team that held him to one point last season and since then Tyrese kind of takes this matchup personally because he was disappointed with the effort he played with but is Miles Turner going to step up is Buddy Hill going to step up you know Obi Toppin stepped up in this game can Bruce Brown string together a consistent offensive game for once you know that's one of the things that we haven't talked about is Bruce Brown like he I feel like he gets a pass so much because he's just kind of like Praise for his defense, you. but it's he's been meh. He's been fine, but I'm not like, oh, we got to lock him up long term. <laughs> you know? I I've been a little bit underwhelmed with the Bruce Brown mm-hmm. signing. You know, I I but I don't blame him completely, and I think that's why. I think that just because where this team is at, I think if we had a legit number three or four to play in that starting five, then it does mask uh, some of the holes this Pacer team has on defense and that makes Bruce look more impactful. Yeah. I think this Pacers team is just so atrocious defensively that it's just like, you're asking so much out of Bruce Brown. And I, I do think that, that the money attached to him and the fact that he was the big free agent signing for the Pacers, it just inflates expectations. It really yeah. has you look at him a little bit more and kind of be like, thought you were an elite defender. Like, it's kind of like, whoa, you know, one man can only really do oh so much. This Pacers team has so many holes defensively that it's just, you know, 
a guy like Bruce Brown, I, I, you know, you wonder because if the Pacers aren't getting really much better defensively, that team option, you know, it becomes a very, very valuable asset for, for this team because right now you're not really able to see that impact defensively at all. And it's not fair to Bruce, but that's how it is. Yeah, and I think part of it too is just like this team, they they showed some they showed some promise whenever they changed up their rotation a little bit and have different lineups out there of like I think anytime you see Neesmith, Nimhart, and Bruce together, you feel a lot more confident about your defense. So I'm still I'm still a I'm still a fan of benching Obi Toppin for Aaron Neesmith at the yeah. four. Uh, I know Caitlin Cooper brought that up, but I, I think that I'm pretty strong in that corner. And that's not a knock to Obi Toppin, who I think has developed and shown a lot this season already. And, like, he had a really good game against the Heat. So it's like, why would you bench a guy after that? You probably don't. But I just think maybe it just kind of balances things out a little bit better, bring him off the bench. I think he's going to play at the same energy. Whether he starts or comes off the bench, it doesn't really matter. But I'm I'm just – I'm trying to find things that make sense in terms of how the lineup clicks. And maybe it's moving Bruce to the bench and starting Nimhart. I, I I know that people don't want to talk about that because of the money he makes and nobody thinks Rick will do it. But I'm just kind of curious, would that make sense to you? I mean, the other day you brought it up. I agree. It just for, for Nemhard, we're we're still waiting for more. We're still waiting because I feel like coming into this year, that was someone that I remember you and I were we were like, okay, he played 28 minutes last year. How are we going to carve out the 28? I just feel like they need to put him back in that starting lineup or feature him a little bit more because he was such a blindingly bright spot last year in a rough season. And this year, I just feel like it's so easy for him to just kind of get lost in the shuffle. Like against Miami, 22 minutes, I mean, he he fouls out, he scores two points, and he had five assists, which was nice, a couple steals. But I just feel like that's not what we were expecting, you know, Nemhard to have games like two points and four points and 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 six points. We know he's a good distributor. We know he's a really good defender. But I feel like his minutes has pretty much been capped at basically about twenty minutes a night. And I feel like on, on nights I would like there to be a time where we just kind of roll with him a little bit more because he does have the hot hand. But I feel like he has not been able to really be able to consistently show that. Mm-hmm, I totally agree. Well, let's go ahead and take a break. We've done a little bit of a preview here for this game, but we have our Fan of the Week trivia segment coming up, and I think you guys are going to thoroughly enjoy this because, a little bit of a spoiler here, we had to have three tiebreakers. Things got intense. It did, and it was was intense. So this is is the championship round, ladies and gentlemen, for the month of November, so you don't want to miss it. So get your popcorn out, sit back, relax. we got about a 20-minute segment here with our Pacers trivia and play along. If you know the answer, let us know by commenting on social media saying, I knew all those answers. I want to play. Sign up. It's free. Doesn't cost you a thing, and it might actually get you something. And that might be some Pacers merch that could be on the way. So with that being said, let's go ahead and take a quick break, and we'll be right back after this. Ripple Bagel and Deli is the home of Indy's original steamed bagel sandwich. It's located in the heart of Broad Ripple, and they're family-owned and operated proudly serving their customers for over 20 years. They pride themselves on quick, casual dining with over 100 different steamed bagel sandwich options. It truly is a staple in Indianapolis and a can't-miss breakfast and lunch spot. Ripple Bagel and Deli offers a great friends and family atmosphere where you're always welcome to dine in and be a part of the family 
or feel free to bypass any weight by conveniently ordering and paying for carryout ahead of time at RippleBagelDeli.com. Ripple Bagel and Deli also offers best-in-class catering anytime, anywhere, with a long list of customers ranging anywhere from law firms to drug reps to several different sports-related clients, including Butler, IUPUI, the Indianapolis Colts, and several visiting NFL teams. They pride themselves on their ability to satisfy all of your catering needs, no matter the occasion or event, and will customize your order, provide competitive pricing, and always deliver on time. Ripple Bagel Deli, the home of Indy's original steamed bagel sandwich. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to the show. Now we are going to enter into one of my favorite segments on this podcast that we do, and that is our Fan of the Week slash Pacers trivia today. It's not just your normal Pacers trivia that we're going to be doing. We have all four winners back for the championship round today. We're going to crown one champion for the month of November. It's an exciting time. But before we get any further, let me talk to you guys a little bit about Ripple Bagel and Deli, the sponsor of this segment, where you can find the most delicious Pacers sandwich in all the world, the Setting the Pace sandwich. It's got salami, it's got pastrami, and it's got turkey on it, and it's on a garlic bagel, and it's delicious. I'm telling you all, 
get out to Ripple Bagel and Deli, try that sandwich, let them know you heard about it on Setting the Pace. But today, there is going to be no give me's. There is no multiple choice. There are no hints. It's either you know it or you don't. And so our number one seed, the man that could not miss a question, was Jeff. He'll be taking on a number four seed, Caleb, in this first round. And then also we'll have our two versus three matchup. We'll have Tyler, who is our two seed, taking on our third seed, James. I thought since Jeff is our one seed, we will give him the honor of picking and starting out uh, who he wants to ask this question. So, Jeff, would you like the first question to be asked by Fachi or by me? Uh, by you, Alex. All right. Which pacer holds the record for the most blocks in a game all time? Most blocks in a game. Uh, I'm going to have to go with Rick Smith's. That is incorrect. All right, Fachi, uh, before we reveal the answer, go ahead and ask Caleb our next question. All right, Caleb, which pacer holds the record for the most steals in a game all time? I I think this is recent. I I remember like seeing a graphic on Pacers media. I I think it's TJ McConnell with like 10. Could be wrong, but I'm gonna, I'm going to stick with it. That's my gut. Final answer? TJ McConnell. Final answer. That is correct. Yes. So, Caleb pulling an upset over here in round one. Wow. I mean, hey, we got a shocker. Last time you had no competition. This time with competition. Hey, great job, Caleb. Hey, I've been studying. All right, Tyler, I'm curious. <laughs> do you have any idea who holds the records for the most blocks all time in a game? You're asking me? Yeah. I would say Roy Hibbert with... 11 blocks. Oh, man. You're going for bonus points over here? That was correct against the New Orleans Hornets, right? The Pacers just shared that graphic about two weeks ago on their social media page, a video of it and everything. And you yeah, definitely yeah, would have got some bonus was... points if, if we allowed for that. So, <laughs> yeah. you know. Big I bonus points. Like the points and whose line is it anyway, right? I love that show. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, unfortunately, our number one seed, Jeff, falls to our number four seed, Caleb. Uh, unfortunate for Jeff, I should say. Fortunate for Caleb. I don't want to be biased here with who I'm rooting for, but <laughs> I just, you know, we, we're not used to seeing the one seed upset the four seed. But uh, Jeff, hang on the line. Caleb is advancing to round two. We've got Tyler versus James. Uh, Tyler, since you are the two seed, we'll let you pick. Uh, who do you want to ask the question for your uh, for your round? Um, let's go, Fachi. All right. So for our question over here, we have. Which pacer holds the record for most assists in a game all time? I'm going to go Jamal Tinsley with 23 assists. Final answer? Final answer. That is correct. And he nailed the assists as well. Wow. I mean, well, I mean, you would have thought Tyler came up with these questions over here. So I want to say that game was nationally televised. I could, I, I could be wrong. But I, I feel like I watched that game as a kid in my living room. Um, I'm almost positive I did. You know, you would think with the amount of assists that Tyrese Halliburton's putting up, it, it would have been a fair guess because he's had quite a few games, you know, 18, 17 assists, but Jamal Tinsley does still hold that uh, franchise record. So nicely done, Tyler. Was uh, Scott Skiles up there as well? He holds the NBA uh, assists. Still that's since right. Today, with the magic. 30 assists. Yeah, that's right. So, yeah, yeah. Oh my gosh, I'm glad that didn't cross my mind, or I probably would have said, yeah. <laughs> yeah that's wild. That record still stands, especially with the amount of more possessions in the game. Same thing for Tinsley. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's like the game's changed so much over the past, you know, 15 years or so 
that it's uh, it's pretty wild that record still stands. I'm curious, Tyler, would you have had a guess for who they got those uh, – who Tinsley got those 23 assists against? I mean, I know – I don't think it was against the Spurs, because, I, but I know Tony Parker was, like, huge that year as well because they come in as rookies, and Parker and Tinsley were, like, the 27th and 20-something pit. They were mm-hmm. killing it. And um, but I, I want to say – oh, well, I guess the Spurs. I guess the Spurs. That's incorrect, but that doesn't okay. matter because that wasn't part of the question. It was uh, okay. the Washington Wizards. So, oh, okay, okay, yeah. So that was uh that was that one. Okay, but let's move over now to James. Question for you: Which Pacer holds the record for the most three pointers made in a game all time? I feel like that just recently got broke. I'm gonna go with Halliburton. All right, that is correct. Tyrese Halliburton made ten three pointers. Tyler, do you know Paul who George, gets? Right? Yeah, I know. Miami um, Heat. Yeah, the Heat. And it was the shot over here uh, that was yep. the 10th three. Yeah. Led to a lot of jumping up and down in my house. Okay, so we've got ourselves our first tiebreaker here, Fachi. This is where things get interesting. There are 12 players in Pacers history to wear the number two. Write down as many as you can. The person with the most correct answers at the end of 15 seconds moves on to the next round. Are you guys ready? Three, two, one, go. All right. Is it? All right. James, how many did you get? Maybe three. Okay. Well, hey, Tyler, how many did you get? I only got maybe two. Oh, well, I mean, that, look, it was never expected that anyone was going to yeah. get 10 or 12 because you only have 15 seconds and we're yeah. all human beings. Okay. So, well, well, this James, is what it comes down to. Who did you have? Uh, Nimhard. Nimhard is correct. Yeah. Okay. I had Nimhard as uh, Nimhard as well. You have Nimhard okay, as well. All right. And you also you had Carlson. That second option. Yep. James, who yeah, else did uh, you have Carlson? Darren Carlson. Okay, and, and you said you had half. three. What was your third guess? <laughs> I'm pretty sure it's the wrong. I have Sumner. That is Sumner. incorrect. Wow. Oh, man. So we well, got we a tiebreaker on the tiebreaker. Yep. Okay, so get your pins ready. Thankfully, round one didn't have a tiebreaker, so we have an extra tiebreaker question. This is getting in-depth here. Boys, I'm kind of <laughs> disappointed, though. That's the only two you could remember? What about uh, Rodney Stuckey, Earl Watson? Stuckey, oh my God! Yeah, Rodney Stuckey, Earl Watson, Cassius Stanley, Raul Marshall, Jameson Brewer, Cassius Stanley. Yeah, Cassius Stanley. I know it's just it's, <laughs> it's comical. There, there was there was hope at one point. Okay, uh, same thing. You guys ready? Same, uh, same, same alarm. type of question, but this time, instead of jersey number two. We're going with jersey number, and this also has 12 players, so they're the same amount of players. This is jersey number 25. On your mark. Get set. Go. All right. We're up. We're up. <laughs> We're up. All right. Time's up. How many did you get, uh, Tyler? I mean, I listen, I only feel good about one of them. Oh, Lord. How many did you put down? Three. James? 
I have two I know for a fact. Okay. Oh, all right. All right. Cool. All right. Tyler, give me your first one. I'll be Toppin. For number 25? Yeah, I thought Toppin was 25. That is incorrect. James? Okay. Give me your first one. Uh, Brandon, Brandon Rush. Brandon Rush is one. All right, Tyler, what was your next one? Herb Williams. Herb Williams. That is incorrect. James? Okay. Jalen Smith. Jalen Smith. Number 25. Anybody else that you had on there, James, or no? I just had the two. Just those two. All right, Fachi, you want to read them? Who else was number 25? Yep. So here were some of the other number 25s. We're going back in the day. Uh, Gus Johnson, Billy Knight, Kenton Endelin, uh, Quinn Buckner, John Long, Eric Dampier, Al Harrington, Brandon Rush, Gerald Green, Joaquin Christmas. Oh, yeah. Christmas yeah. on the 25th. Oh, Christmas. Um, <laughs> Al Jefferson and Jalen Smith. Mm. So our so, one and our two seeds fall after, that was a battle. after the first round. So we are in the championship now with our number three, James, and our number four, Kayla. Um, Tyler and, and Jeff, you guys are more than happy to stay on for this if you would like to see who comes out victorious. Um, but we are going to jump into that now. So, James, I'm going to go ahead and let you pick since you are the higher seed here. Who would you like to ask you the question, Fachi or myself? Keep the hot hand. So, Alex. Okay. Question for you. Who leads the Pacers in total steals this season? Total steals, not steals per game. Correct. Halliburton? Halliburton is incorrect. We have a chance to win it over here for mm. Caleb. This is this, you know, like I said, hey, Caleb, if you get this, you win. If not, it goes to a tiebreaker. All right. So, for the win. Caleb, who leads the Pacers in total minutes played this season? It's got to be Halliburton. Uh, I'm going to go with that Halliburton. It's got to be him. That is incorrect. Man. The answer is Bruce Brown. Halliburton did miss a game. Bruce mm. Brown is not. So mm. a little bit of uh, I definitely understand why you would think Halliburton, yeah. but obviously missing that Celtics game. Uh, you know, yeah, Just, just from that one game? Yeah, just that yep. one game. Hey. He's got one more minute. Oh, really? Wow. <laughs> hey, this is the championship, man. We're not playing around here. And then <laughs> who leads was the Pacers in total steals? It was a great guess. Bruce Brown. Bruce Brown is number one with 20. Tyrese Halliburton is number two with 14. Okay. Oh, wow. So they did not get either question right, so now they're going to a tiebreaker. You need to get your pens and paper ready for this one. We will have some more Jeopardy music for you guys. Now, this is going to be a little more difficult because it is a championship. You're going to have 10 seconds to answer. Okay? I'm going to set this up for you. Bruce Brown has played for multiple teams in his NBA career. You're going to write down all the teams that he's played for, but they must be in chronological order and you have to write down the state slash city and team name. For example, you can't just write Indy and be done. It has to say Indiana Pacers. You have to spell it out. If you spell it wrong, I'm not going to count you wrong for spelling. <laughs> but just do your best. It's not like the teams he's played for has been that hard to spell. In chronological order, too. So that's where he started out to where he finished. On your mark. Get set. Go.
Time's up. Time's up. Pencils up. My leg keep breaking. Oh no! Mechanical <laughs> pencils, man. You should have gone with the hypochondria, right, Tyler? Yep. <laughs> Our teacher over here you can't use those for the Scantron test. <laughs> Still do. All right, James. <laughs> how many did you get? Three. Three. Caleb, how many did you get? I got two. Oh. All, All right, right. got to make sure they're in right order. Order. The order is key. Right. James, tell me your first one. I don't know if you can see that. Detroit Pistons. Okay. Caleb, what do yep. you have? Detroit Pistons. Okay. All right. Number two. Caleb has disappeared from the screen. There he is. Number two. <laughs> James, what you got? Brooklyn Nets. That's Caleb? All Brooklyn right. Brooklyn Nets. And James, who'd you have third? Denver Nuggets. Denver Nuggets. There we go. Wow. That was that was honestly getting intense because I mean uh, I, I, I need you to that's see breaking, you know the nuggets over here. It's not a little, pretty. little bit of everything. There, that's that's the proof. <laughs> Awful handwriting, but that's what you Man. gotta do in ten seconds. Yep. You know? I was so, trying to make it challenging. I was like, there's only four teams. So if they just yeah, write down the last seconds. part, they can get in that's 10 true. seconds easy. I, I'm I'm just proud I knew it, you know. That's, no, that's no, hey, that was good. <laughs> that was good. Honestly, you know, you guys were uh, – you definitely all know your Pacer basketball. I mean, you know, what from previous episodes to today, impressive stuff, everybody. Um, hey, James, you are the champ of November. Awesome stuff. And we really want to thank everybody for not only supporting the show, but also coming back on numerous times. I mean, to be able to connect with you guys just really gives us – a a whole new, you know, appreciation for the whole fan base because it's just you get to hear the individual stories. So thank you guys for being a part of this. Oh, yeah, it's been a lot of fun, man. Absolutely. We're glad we could do this. And obviously, uh, you know, it's 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 a tough thing to do with no multiple choices, but I thought you guys did a pretty good job just knowing your stuff. And um, James, obviously, we will be hooking you up with a prize package for winning this month. So uh, I'll make sure to message you and let you know what we have coming out. We do have some new merchandise that we will be dropping here shortly so we're going to hook you up with some setting the pace merch and then after that at the end of the season we're going to hopefully maybe we'll do it in the off season when things kind of die down do our champion rounds of the setting the pace fans of the week or fans of the month i should say so ones that actually won the trivia versus the other weekly champions will have a big showdown so a uh, lot of fun having you guys on jeff we didn't get to talk to you much this time but uh hope you're doing all right man of course thanks for having me on did you uh, did you know it. all the answers to those questions that you weren't a part of? No, no, I didn't uh, didn't know what to study, so I knew a couple of them. Um, those uh, that the last one for sure, but yeah, good job, guys. Yeah, this is, this was a hard round. This this was definitely <clears throat> real tough, especially without hints, multiple choice, everything like that. But you know, you guys definitely know your stuff, and hey. For some of you, you know, you never know if you might be coming back on. So continue to just, you know, pay attention to Pacer basketball. You never know where it might get you. It might get you in a meeting with, with James one day in a championship round again. Oh, they don't want that. I'm going to want that rematch. talk already. Let's go. James is going to go. I, I, I was terrified of Jeff. I was terrified. Yeah, uh, Jeff, I, I, I was like, oof, I don't know, man. I don't know if they want to see you, but you never know. Upsets happen. And uh, what I would say, recommend next time, Caleb, buy a pen. You know, you, you, you never know when it might come in handy. Man, I just had, a, I just had a pencil in my pocket, man. Yep. Oh, that's hilarious. Uh, hey, you know what, me. though? This, this is yeah. fitting because James is the only one rocking the City Edition uniforms, which the Pacers are undefeated in. James went undefeated. 
Wow. Mm-hmm. Didn't think of it that way. Maybe we got something brewing here. Ladies and gentlemen, get your merch. Pacers, Celtics, Monday, 730. Got to keep the streak going. Yep. Maybe it's a November thing. Maybe it's a December thing where the streak ends. But, hey, we're in November. We're rocking it out. (laughs) (laughs) Look, let's keep the momentum going on the court. But, all right, for now, I don't think this is the last time that we're going to be seeing any of you guys. So we look forward to having you back on the show. You know, you never never say never. Tyler, I think this might be your third appearance on here. You know, everybody else has been on here at least twice. So uh, we look forward to having you back one day. Setting the pace, going to the top. Setting the pace, going to the top. This is your number one podcast. Sweeping every team. We gon' need a mop. Smooth. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.